everybody, welcome to episode 281 of the Go Gorilla Filmcast, your source for all things indie film and more. I am one of your hosts, Sashia Dumont. I'm another host, Mr. Paul Robinson, and I am, I have horrible sight. <laughs> Here's the thing, we were talking about this before. Let's start off the episode with this cute little anecdote. What, that you're fucking old? I am old, but also, I've been wearing my glasses more, and the more that I wear my glasses, the more that I feel like I notice how much I need them. My glasses just give me a headache. That's the problem. They mine did used to too, but I think I'm finally <coughs> getting used to it. it. Took it's taken me forever. Sorry, I just coughed right into the mic there. That's fine. It's professional. Uh, <laughs> it took. It feel I like it bronchitis. took me forever, but now I can sit through an entire day of working with my glasses on and not. Oh, I can't do that. Not uh, not feel bad about it. Yeah, so we're both old. Congrats. Yeah. Welcome. I'm only a couple years behind you, Spud. Yeah, you'll be here in no time. Yep. Um. So we're going to review a couple things and we're going to, I guess we'll, we'll just wrap up on the SAG thing. I mean, unless something uh, particularly interesting happens, um, I mean, I think this is probably the last discussion about it until, you know, the next pop-up of whatever. Yeah. Um, well, actually, I think there's going to be quite a bit. I mean, I don't know, did the people, I don't know if the, if they voted on it yet. Yeah. I mean, the, the issue is just like we said it'll, before. I think it'll still pass, but. I mean, it kind of has to at this point, but I think it's also a a, man, a matter of of actors realizing what what's really happening here. I think you know there was this sort of uh, this puerile mindset of like, well, they're not going to get away with this AI thing. And the second they brought up the AI thing, I was like, oh, you like your point is dead in the water. They're doing this. Yeah, they're going to well, do this. Because here's the thing. If it if it does uh, first of all AI is not I'm surprised they're fighting this hard this early for AI because it's not anywhere near no uh, in a position to be able to replace actors you know it's not that good yet it will be obviously but it's not there yet um and, and I, I and by replace actors I mean in terms of just visual fidelity I don't mean like performance and all that crap um but uh it's it's the thing of like first of all it's interesting that Netflix has always been the one that's been like the hardest hard line for all of them you mm -hmm. know where in terms of like ai and their holdout and all this sort of stuff and they literally had a film or series Show. yeah about you know or this an episode exact thing because they literally clearly like knew. <laughs> the game plan of what they're going to do yeah painting themselves as the bad people uh -huh. and it's just kind of a whole just sick irony of it all yeah. but but i feel like once we get to a point where you can replace actors with ai Students will just be like, "Fine, we don't, we don't have to sign with you anymore. We'll just use the AI now all the time." I think, I think the really crazy thing about it too and is that it's, it's by having Joan is awful. It's literally like I think it's, it's, it's a game, you know, because yeah. the, 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 the premise of that, that the concept of that episode was so insane, right? It's like, oh my god, that's insane, and it's like the, it was like the epitome of like people sit in the background twisting their mustaches and laughing at the fact that they were making money off of the concept that was about making money off of that concept yeah. and then people ate it up everybody watched the episode they talked about the episode it's it, the irony is like yeah so it's it's just like over the top at this point that they're laughing at us they don't even yeah. care <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, there's going to be they've made themselves the butt of the joke and they're good with that cuz it's making them money 
I think what'll happen is you'll have the 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 thing that'll be broken down. The the next contract, maybe not the next one, but in in the next few iterations of the contract, because it's every three years, they're gonna have it where like a film like right now you can have a a union set and a non-union set. I think you're also gonna have AI sets, mm. sort of where you know it's a virtual production, and so. Your right, your standard sets will still exist. I think they always will. I mean, maybe sure. that's me being, but I still, I still feel like that 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 will always exist because there will always be a market for that. I hope, but I don't know if I'm just being optimistic. But you're then you're gonna have your AI sets. So in your AI sets, it's gonna be all. It's basically just gonna be like an animated film at that point, right? Mm-hmm. And the same kind of idea where you just have the AI working and AI still needs a human component to it to input whatever that they wanted to do and so those are going to be exempt from it and and i think that's what the studios are going to do is they're i think that they want it they don't they want to they're going to they want both they're going to have their ai productions and all the money they make off those that's all pure profit and then you're going to have your because there's going to be filmmakers you know your your chris nolan's and of the world they're going to be like there's no fucking way he's working with like ai anything you know Mm. so um i think there's always going to be be a thing for that and like so i think it's kind of kind of go go both ways they're going to have their their ai stuff and then their their standard stuff i guess and i don't think i don't think what the studio wants to do now is mix them both and i don't think i think that that's a fight that they see that the actors are are willing to fight and so they're like fine you know what we'll just wait i mean as it is from what i've read online about all of the the AI stuff, and I know Justine Bateman's been like a big, you know, proponent of how the AI protections still aren't enough. And I, mm-hmm. on what little information I have gleaned from the interwebs, if that information turns out to be true, then I would agree that there still isn't enough protections for actors. And I don't think there ever really could be because they're always going to find a way. There's sure. always going to be some language that they could be like, well, technically this says on the, the right. every, every every third Thursday, it doesn't say anything about the third Thursday of the month where we can use the AI in this mm-hmm. specific scenario. And I, so I think at this point, it comes down to the actors doing their part and like, I assume that it's not going to be mandatory to be scanned. So if every actor is like, I, I do not consent to scanning. If everybody does that, no problem. But the, but if you do have some people there's that will people do that, that well, then then there's a flaw in your plan, right? You can't, you know, you can't uh, you can't stop people from peopling, you know. So well, I, I mean, feel like it's it's eventually the studios are going to get what they want because they're they always do. Um, but it's just taking a little bit longer look- for them at it on the AI, from the AI uh, perspective on in terms of studios and all that, all that. When I, when I reread everything, I was surprised to find that I thought this was going to be the other way around, right? Where it was like, oh, they're looking to screw the smaller guys. And then, you know, the people that are like way up, like obviously those people aren't going to be touched by this, but it was actually quite the opposite in the proposal when they released it in that while the people that are on the lower uh, lower end of the totem pole are certainly not getting the money, right? They're not privy to the double rerun thing that they were uh, proposing. You have to be of a certain class and your show has to be of a certain popularity and you have to make more than the minimum. 
So this is geared towards those people. They're saying if you don't make more than the minimum, you don't get the the bump, the 40% or whatever it was they had said. It was like the most or 40 years or whatever. I had the number 40 yeah. somewhere. Um, <clears throat> this this percentage bump and all that stuff. You don't get that stuff. However, they're not going after those people for the AI. They're going after the bigger people, which we didn't initially think. Yeah. And where my mind went with it, I mean, nobody has said it, but here's where I'm going with it. I'm, 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 I'm positive there's more to it that I obviously, my pedestrian mind can't figure out because I don't think that way, right? But if I, if I have to kind of just observe, if you have AI for, for whatever scene, right? You say like, well, we need this person, especially when it's like, well, they're not in a lot of scenes or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. But it's a big star. So we're going to pay you this amount. We're going to get all that done. We're going to have a likeness of that person. So whenever we need them, we have them. But what we don't need anymore is hair and makeup. Mm. And I looked at it as hair and makeup makes more than actors. Mm-hmm. So if we can cut down the days that we have these people on set, we're saving money. So that's why when they said, okay, fine, fine, we'll pay you. Because they wanted to be able to use the the AI and not pay you. Right. They just wanted to be able to use it. Right. And then SAG was like, no, 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 no. So like, okay, fine, 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 fine. We'll pay you because you will still cost less than hair and makeup. We right. won't need that right. anymore. We'll have the likeness. Right. We can do whatever we want to right. your hair. We can do whatever we want to your skin. And if you have, I mean, I'm throwing numbers out there from like things I've read in the past. You're looking at, uh, I, I believe hair and makeup makes about, oh God, what was it? I don't know. I forgot the number. God, I had seen it on something, and I remembered Either thinking way, it was it was it wasn't like uh, you know so much more than a higher end actor, but it was more. They make more, and now you don't have to have that on. So, like if you can cut twenty grand, mm-hmm. you know, from a smaller shoot, and just be like, we don't even need that anymore because we're just going to use the AI. We could change their hair. We could make their hair look however we want. We could make their skin look however we want. Yeah. We don't need special effects on here. Boom. Yeah. Done. Yeah, that's where I went with it, because I was like, I think this was like like everybody was focusing. It was kind of like a sleight of the hand. Everybody was focusing on what it was going to do to the actors. And I'm like, I think this is goes beyond that. I think this was an attack on crew. Yeah, because also money. Well, money. Yeah. Yeah, But it was more on the crew that we weren't paying attention to because it's not just hair and makeup. If your actor doesn't have to be there, their PA doesn't have to be there. Right. That's less people to feed. Yep. That's less people to house. That's less people to pay. It's not just a hair, you know, let's say on a bigger set. It's not just two or three people doing hair and two or three people doing makeup. It's all the people for all those days that you would have had that actor there and all the days that you've been feeding that hair and makeup and you would have been housing that hair and makeup and all of that mm-hmm. gone. Yeah. You're saving thousands of dollars there. You're right. saving far more by paying the actor to use their likeness and getting rid of everybody else. Yeah. That's my theory. I think that's no, something that's, that we're going to see happening. And, and it's so funny how they could eliminate so much of a budget with just being properly planned out and having a vision and sticking to yeah. it and not changing things midstream. And <laughs> it's crazy. End, it's crazy how they could save <laughs> so much goddamn money doing that. But yeah. Um, but this was, is for evil. Yeah. There was a. This is not planning in a good way. This is like scheming. Right. There was a quote I saw online from Mr. David Zaslav. Zazlaf, is that how you say his name? I don't know. He's like a Disney guy or an HBO guy. He's one of those, like, one of the big guys that is, like, fighting the fight. And he was he came out and said, the writers are right. They were right the whole time, all along. He's fired. 
And but what he did, but his backhanded compliment was like, "Writers are, are right. It's fine. I don't mind overpaying for good talent." Overpaying. <laughs> yeah, and and I just thought it was real rich coming from someone that probably makes like two hundred million dollars a year. Yeah, you know, talking about a writer being overpaid. Um, I thought that was really rich. I don't know. There, it's just it's. I just I don't feel like it's gonna be. It's not gonna be. Sorry, it's guys. not gonna be good. I don't think it's. I don't think. No. The, the, look. We won't feel the impacts of this for a while because stuff's still in production. Mm-hmm. There's stuff slated to be filmed. So these changes won't be seen, felt for at least a year or two. Um, and then that's when really everything's going to happen. There, there were some things in there that I, I kind of understood in regards to AI. In re- like when you're talking about manipulating a performance in terms of like, you know, well, now we have the ability to take, uh, you don't really watch traditional TV anymore, but you know, we could take a movie and all the F words we can take out and make it friggin' or whatever. And we can, all the F words. Uh, <laughs> we could take those out and manipulate the lips and make them say something else or go further and manipulate the lips so they're talking a different language. Like we saw in, um, I think, the, yeah, the, the fall or fall, fall had done that. And I think that's an interesting idea. Yeah. Now there's still an argument to be had for compensation and if there mm-hmm. should be any. I, I, I don't know. I haven't thought that far into it if that, that should require compens- additional compensation or whatever. But I do think that that is an interesting thing because then, um, yeah, that might be – that could be an interesting use case for it. Um, or just, you know, maybe, you know, I mean, we, we do it now where like – you know, I this character has that, a great a, reaction, but they blink in the middle of it. And now yeah, we get rid of the blink or just little the, things like that. That's the positive way of using AI. But the problem is that there's always going to be uh, a a negative aspect to any positive mm-hmm. technical uh, advancement. Right. There's always going to be somebody that does something bad with it. Always. So, yeah, like, you know, something like the fall for me personally, I don't obviously can't speak for anyone else. But for me personally, if I got paid to do that film and we did the thing and I got paid the right, the, the, the full amount and all that. And later on, they said, listen, we have to change the curse words. So we're going to change your mouth. I'm not going to be like, where's my money? Because that's right. I'm not doing sure. anything. Yeah. No. Yeah. Right. I'm not, I got paid for my, my job. If yeah, you yeah. decided to change if you decided to change the color of my shirt. I'm not going to ask for compensation. Sure. Like I did the job, like do whatever the hell you have to do at that point. Yeah, yeah. Now, if you start changing my performance, yeah. that's different because I didn't do that. Yeah. Right. Well, that but if you're just, language in, in I the mean, AI yes, thing. I didn't say those words, but uh, to me that, that, that seems that that's, that's kind of a pure, a puerile argument to make, well, you know, like, yeah, well, my yeah, mouth yeah. moved this way and this and that. I'm saying if you're changing an entire performance, changing somebody's face and all that well, stuff, I you know, think, it's different. I, but, I think that they had a lot of language in there about, actors performances and then like it, you know moving a sh- you know talking about moving moving a if person's arms body up, your or, arms yeah. down yeah like, like that's... a lot of those inconsistencies whatever but then it's like um you know they're probably trying to cut back on reshoots right if they can reshoot a whole entire mm-hmm. scene with ai based yeah. on something that was shot then they're that's gonna want to do gonna that do. that's but, what they're gonna do but again that's you know that's that's a that's kind of a, a really tricky area because it's how much ma- manipulation is too much and how much manipulation requires and that, that's subjective Sure. Yeah. That's completely Some subjective. Some people aren't going to care. They're not. Get yeah. Paid. So there's no there's no common ground on that because everybody's going to feel differently about it. So mm-hmm. there's really no way to argue it. It's just, unfortunately, this is what. And eventually, fortunately, and unfortunately, because I don't hate the idea of AI. The idea of AI and what the good things that it can do is amazing. But unfortunately, like I said, with the good comes bad. And so I think 
This is, it's going to change the way movies are made. It's going to change the industry and it's going to change other aspects of entertainment, not just film. It's going to start changing a lot of things. So I guess we'll see where this goes, but I mean, it's kind of like, this is the thing unless they just decide to say no. And then we start all over again, but I don't see how we're going to be able to do that. Like, you know, these shows are already held back. They're not even, eventually they won't even have to scan you. AI will get yeah so complex that it could like recreate your probably likeness, yeah you know? i mean it's so, it's it's crazy deep fakes can do that already they can of, do so. that already and really well yeah really well yeah which is weird it's like when they're supposed to make something look good they can't and then when somebody's just messing around yeah, it yeah. looks beautiful well that's what happened that's what how happened, did deep fakes uh, look as good as they do and then we had de niro in the irishman yeah. well, and i'm what, like whose job on, was um, this that's what happened on uh, Star Wars or on The Mandalorian. They they did the Luke face and everyone's like, oh, it's horrible. And then somebody redid it with yeah. deepfake and it looked better. So they hired the guy. Yeah. Like, and I don't get, I don't, I don't. That's the thing with me at the studios. They're pushing for AI and it's like, you don't even do it right. You're pushing yeah. for the worst versions of AI. You don't hire the right people. Yeah. Anyhow. Um, it's going to be interesting. The next couple of years are going to be. Well, all we could do is wait and see. I yeah. think it's, you know. But yeah, I still feel like I still feel like they're back there twisting their mustaches. Think, yeah. I, I don't, I, I don't see this we'll going well. We'll ever be in a position to that it'll affect us. Oh, and then there was the fifty-four cents thing. Oh, I didn't hear about that one. That they felt that every streamer should pay fifty-four or fifty-seven oh, cents or thing, something yeah. to put towards whatever. And I'm like, do we not pay enough? No. Yeah, they wanted a certain amount of this. Like every subscriber pays forty-five cents, and then that money goes to set. That was one deal that they came back with. Every streamer paid whatever it was 54 cents whatever I think it was 50 and then years. that goes to sag and then sag figures out who to pay with royalties and stuff that was just the student and it'll never be the small guys it, that is my understanding was the uh, a way for them to say like look you you can afford to pay like that was their one of their ideas to like figure out how to do the royalties thing and i don't hate that idea because um i would pay an extra 54 cents if that new if that meant that these actors were being paid yeah but see you know, here's my like argument that my argument has been from the beginning they're gonna, they're, we're, listen they're all raising their price literally all raising yeah, their prices raising, by yeah. dollars we're, at this point, but that's so. why i'm saying if yeah. you're already going to raise on your end and then they're going to add another raise that's going into sag it's like what the hell so you didn't actually pay the actors we did well, you're we not are either way yeah we're you're not this agreement that it didn't nothing is going to come out of their pockets which is my point yeah it just got rerouted yeah the responsibility got rerouted and thrown onto our shoulders. And the bigger issue for me still is that if you are a SAG actor and you're making under $27,000, you are not eligible for fucking medical insurance. We're sitting in here arguing about AI and 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 all of this crazy shit and whether, whether your likeness can be used when you're dead without permission from your estate and et cetera, et cetera. And the actors who are currently alive cannot go to the doctor, cannot take care of themselves if they make under $27,000 and SAG does not give a shit about those people. Well, it's funny that you mentioned that. It just made me think of how, how much that was an argument for them. Like we have so many members and 85% of the members can't even insurance because these people aren't paying us. Yeah. And they're but, still not getting it. Right. And then they never, you never once heard them fighting for it. No, it was always an argument against those people, but never 
a fight that they were willing to have. Like, we need to make sure everyone's getting paid and enough to get health insurance or lower figuring the, out some way that if you're in the union, you get health lo- insurance. Like, well, lower the thing that you, okay, so you have to make $20,000. You know, they're not going to make it perfect. It is, yeah. They're not going to make it perfect, right? But say, hey, you have to, okay, we're going to lower it a bit. You have to make $20,000 or $22,000 to be eligible. But like, give me something. Let's work some, yeah. it's like, they didn't even touch it. They were like, we don't care if you go to the doctor. I think the we problem, don't care if I you think can survive. One of the big problems with SAG is, there's too many members. Yes, we've always said that. You know, and I think that they really need to set a higher That's standard how they for make their money. who stays in it, right? Because you have a lot of people that are in it that aren't even acting anymore. That's not in their best interest. You know? That's not in their best, they're their best interest. They are making money off those people that you meet that will pull off. Because you pay your the, SAG dues, right? There's a certain amount you have yes, to pay. Yes, you have to pay. And and also just to pay to get in. There's There's never a shortage of people that just want that fucking card every year that'll pay to get it. Uh, it's that person that you meet I've met so many of these people in my life who in a a split second can pull up a screen grab of the movie that they were in behind an A-list actor and be like I was in this movie and I'm like that's crazy because that movie came out like 12 years ago and you're still harping on that role that you got five seconds on the screen and they will pay for that SAG card so that they can say they have a SAG card. These aren't real actors. There's some of, some people obnoxious. even were like sitting behind A-listers in movies that were filmed 20 years ago and they don't still don't have their card. <laughs> Thanks, Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> um, touche. Um, I you know almost I mean, got though? my card on that one. It, But it, it bugs me. It bugs me because it's like SAG makes it so hard for you as an up-and-coming actor to actually do well. It's that, look, you know, just because you get into SAG doesn't mean that you're a shoe in for success. You are well, barely course, yeah. there. If you're, anything, all you a have lot is of times car- it can make it harder. Exactly. Yeah. It can hinder the amount of work, which is ironic because unless I go FICOR, which we all know SAG is going to fight tooth and nail for me not to go FICOR, unless I go FICOR, I can't work on my own fucking productions without having to go through paperwork with SAG and all that shit. And I can't work on stuff that is, is non-union without a fight. Yeah. Okay. And so that would be what would make it for me to be able to hit that minimum to get insurance. But now you've made it so that I can't, I can't actually do that. Yeah. Yeah. So you're, you know, you're, it's not like you get the card and all of a sudden you've got agents knocking your door down. It doesn't work like that. But the problem is there is no shortage of actors, I'm air quoting, who will do anything for the clout to say yeah. that they're part of SAG. And then they they create a clog in the system and they create all this traffic for people who are actually trying to be working actors. Yeah. Every person who has showed me their SAG card is not a working actor. Yeah, They were in things. They went through that period near their retirement or where they had nothing going on and they managed to get onto a couple of sets and they got their credits and they got their card. You know what they do? They own companies. They make really good livings at whatever corporation they work at. Like they're not yeah. struggling. <laughs> they yeah. did that shit for fun. And now the people that are trying to get in there, they're not, there's just too many numbers. The numbers are far too high. Yeah. And that that is, so it's crazy to me that it's like we're fighting about all this AI and what's right and what's wrong. And trust me, I don't agree with the AI thing. I think we should address that, but holy crap. We're not going to address the fact that you've got thousands upon thousands of actors under your union who cannot afford medical insurance. Yeah, it's too big. 
Do better. Um, anyway. Too big. Anyway, so before we get to the reviews, I do want to talk about one little thing. Um, <clears throat> so the, the news had dropped on the fact that uh, Monkey Paw Productions was going to be doing a remake of The People Under the Stairs. Oh. Now, for those who know it's me. It's interesting he would do that. He's not directing it. Oh. Um, but still, that Monkey he'd be Paw. involved in it. Is it? <laughs> uh, those who know me know that I absolutely love that movie. I watched it many, many times. I had it on the VHSs. Mm-hmm. It was a great movie. It was... <laughs> Paul's cutting his tongue like Roach did. Um, and it was a movie that had, like, at the time, such a message. You know, they kind of snuck this message into yeah, the yeah. heart. It's just like they did with Candyman. Yeah. Candyman, People Under the Stairs, had such a such a great message. And... Uh, I, I they're, to me they're 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 top films for me in, in terms of horror my favorite horror movies. Now off the bat, am I excited that they're remaking this movie? No, no. I'm not excited that they're remaking this movie. Do I think that they should remake this movie? No, I don't think that they should. Will I watch it? Yes. Yes. I'm going to oh, watch it. Yeah. But here's right. the thing. Okay. Unlike when many other nostalgic classics get made. I have a theory. Remade. Re- yes, remade, sorry. I have a theory when it comes to Jordan Peele and his team and his production company. Uh, was I excited that they, that they remade Candyman? No, but I thought the remake was decent, mm-hmm. um, which I was surprised to say, mm-hmm. but it was decent. I didn't love it like they love the original. I probably wouldn't watch it again, but I, I thought like, oh, you know what? That could have that could have fallen pretty hard and it was still done pretty well and the... You know, the story was good and the performance was good. And I loved that they tied it in and that they had the mom. So I appreciated that sort Mm -hmm. of homage to it. Um, For a remake, I thought it was decent. Who looks fantastic, by the way. I don't know what the hell that woman eats. What she's, yeah. Her skincare routine. (laughs) Anyway, um, but my theory with Jordan Peele is that he takes classic movies that come with built-in audiences and he hands them to fairly unknown or up-and-coming directors, usually directors of color, or mm-hmm. I'm assuming perhaps will be women, things. Like, and there have been yeah. women. Candyman was a female director yeah. uh, of color. And so where normally I'm like, fuck that noise. I think he's doing something pretty amazing there. He's learning yeah. how to work the system. And he... Because notice he doesn't really do them. I know he was part of the Twilight Zone, but when he yeah, does yeah. his movies, he does the shit he wants to do because he's Jordan Peele and he can, yeah. right? And he could say to the studios, I'm Jordan Peele. Look what I did with Nope. You gave me this like minimal budget and you were like, this is all you're getting. And then look what I did with it. And then, no, not Nope, sorry, uh, Get Out. Get Out. And then, you know, that nope did, too, I'm sure did, that did amazingly well. well. And then he went on to Nope, where not only did he make a great movie, but like, completely changed day for night first person ever to get well not him but his cinematographer first first production to ever get day for night right Mm -hmm. which was like monumental yeah and he knows this so it's a smart move to say like look this isn't what you're going to want to do forever right you don't want to make you want to be a director that does remakes but if you let us take you under our wing we'll make it a good remake Mm mm-hmm and then you can be attached to that success because like myself, am I happy about an, uh, that remake? No. Am I going to watch it because it's monkey paw? Yeah. Yeah. Now, if somebody else was remaking it, 
whose stuff I didn't really like, I wouldn't watch it. Yeah. The Jacob's Ladder, I'm not even touching that. I'm not even touching that. That's one of my favorite horror movies. I, I've never watched the remake. I have no intention of watching it. Is it out now? It's been out for years. Oh. But I, no I trust Jordan Peele. Right. I trust him. So when he is involved in something like this, I'm like, you know what? I just got to let the dude do what he does. And I'm going to just support trust it. Trust in him until he Especially, you. Yeah, I'm still there. Are you <laughs> yeah, kidding yeah, me? Yeah, that's true. And like, M. Night could spit in my face and I still watch his stuff. Um, Jordan Peele is, is creating opportunity in a yeah. really smart way. Yeah. Not, not in a pandering way. In yeah. a really smart way. Well, he's doing and so, what a like, lot of the successful, I'm like, it. you know, you know, uh, you take it, you know, love it or hate it, like Blumhouse, um, early A24 stuff. Mm-hmm. Like they take a lot of they take a lot of risks and they they put a lot of um, people in positions to be successful. And yeah. that's, you know, that's kind of an important thing. And, um, you know, I, I that's why I, I feel like, you know, there's always going to be a market for for this because those movies are not going to go through the cost and hassle of, of AI. And I think at some point, everybody's in it to make money, right? And so eventually, the amount of money that it takes to make a film with or without AI is going to be comparable because if people, when people smarten up, yeah, they'll get the AI stuff for free or for cheap rather at the beginning, but then AI companies will start being like charging more and charging more. And then eventually it'll just get to a point where it's like, it's just as expensive to make, you know, hmm. it's, you know, capitalism, yay. But it's like, um, yeah. Well, I just, I just, you know, I, I, my, I, I'm embarrassed to say, I guess, or shame to say that my, my gut instinct, my, my initial reaction was to just be like, what? You know what I mean? Like, just to be appalled because it's like, no, you can't remake that. You can't remake that. Yeah. But then it was like, immediately after, I was like, wait, hold but, on. Yeah. You know? But, but why not? But why not still? Like, if you want to take this opportunity and give it to a, a new director or an up-and-coming director or give somebody why not do that with an original property? because it doesn't come with a built-in audience uh-huh. it's not going to come with built-in success and you you we we know how this works as a woman as a person of color yeah, you he, have he no was successful room off something original but he was successful off of key and peel he had yeah, he I had so. years of I honestly don't believe that he would have been as popular as he was had it not been for Key and Peele. He got his foot in the door and he did that show for a while, yeah. a long time, and he had to build his audience and they followed. The, the reason why I watched Get Out was because I was like, what? Jordan Peele's making yeah, a horror yeah. movie? That's, That's the mother, reason why I was in because we loved Key and Peele. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I don't even, I never even pictured him doing horror movies and that's what, he came in with, He the audience was built in. Yeah. That's not going to happen on an original. And you have no room for error as an unknown, as a minority, as a woman. Fuck that. You know they're waiting for whatever you do to fail. Mm -hmm. So they could be like, nope, we took our chance. So he's smart and going like, go on, jump on the nostalgia bandwagon. Because people are going to watch that. Even if they don't want to watch it, they're going to watch it. We just, they just need to see the streaming numbers. They don't give a shit if you liked it or not. You know, they just need to see that X amount of people streamed this. It's being received well. It's being received well. It's all over TikTok. Okay. And I think, you know, where this, the reason why the studios don't want, the studios are never going to create these opportunities is because they're not going to give opportunities and open the door for people who want to tell the story from another narrative. Oh, well, great. Now they're going to want to have a bunch of black people in the movie. That's how that, this, that just picture a bunch of like white dudes sitting around like, well, you know, we hit the quota. Yeah. We've yeah. got, we've got the one black person in the movie. What do you want? Four? What are you crazy? You know, yeah. so it's like, they're not going to, they're not going to 
great they're not going to create that platform it's the smaller studios it's the monkey paws and a24s and all that that are like mm -hmm. okay we'll take minorities we'll take women we'll take you know people from different backgrounds different levels of popularity and create a place for them to exist yeah. and have a fan base yeah it's not for the big studios it's never i don't think that will ever catch on to big big studios like that no. i really don't it was it, look this was this this industry was built on on stepping down on women and minorities it's not gonna stop the only way around it is to create your own plat platform yeah. and i think that's what he's doing so i will watch it i hope it's successful yeah he's he's not done anything that i've been like i don't like that you know i mean I, it may mm -hmm. not be i like one more than the other but i think he's incredibly creative he's one of my favorite directors yeah so you know yeah. we'll see how that goes they're probably gonna people under the series they should rename it to drax them skunks <laughs> That's what they should call it. He should put that character in there. Yeah. If he doesn't get, if he doesn't get him in there. Yeah. Was, that would be an amazing that, character. That, that, to see them go on their own, you know, where him him directing and 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 he um, acting and stuff. Yeah. He's just got such. I don't know. He is just. They're both extremely funny, but he's just got this great comedic timing. Keegan does. That I just, I love it. Yeah, I think... Like, the substitute teacher thing, I still, I still <laughs> find it all very, very funny. Um, so we'll see what anyway. happens with it. We'll see what happens with it. Um, so we did watch two films um, that I was looking forward to, both of them. I was way, way behind on the first one because we just were watching other things, everything was happening. Um, and so that film is Sanctuary. Um, as we all know, I love Christopher Abbott love christopher mm -hmm. abbott watch everything he does <laughs> maybe i will yeah. um see if he'll do the dishes and <laughs> and uh he doesn't need to he's christopher abbott are you kidding me um so you just relax baby what do you need <laughs> exactly um so this is directed by zachary wiggin and uh written by micah bloomberg and uh they i believe they both had something to do with uh, they they had a small part in Homecoming, which we really liked. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but other than that, nothing big, nothing recognizable, mm -hmm. uh, and that's always wild to me when it's like, holy shit, they got Christopher Abbott and like Margaret Qualley, and yeah, yeah. you know, there's two people in this entire movie, yeah. except for like some of the background people. A few people popped in on the elevator, yeah, yeah. and that was it. Um, but yeah, so this is you know this. Chris Abbott loves him a film that takes place in like one direction. The weirder the better. One direction. That's one, a band. One location. <laughs> That's an old band. How old am I? Yeah. That takes place in one location or like minimal location. So maybe like have one transitional location and then we go to the next one. But that's about it. Mm. Um, that's kind of his thing. And I think that that sort of speaks for his stage work. I think that kind of functions the way like stage, stage work does, is. Yeah. Yeah, he, he seems to he's like a, that. He's an actor that... I respect a lot because he it, it feels like following his career as much as I'm forced to um, it feels like he's doing what he wants and he's yes. doing it for the art and he loves he loves the artistry in it you know because I'm sure he could like get on some show or do some big movie have a small part in some big movie um, but he seems like he's just kind of doing what it is that he feels passionate about and that is like it's really hard to story. To, He's in it's it really hard to get film. to that place because it's, um, because it, that's a hard, that's a hard 
Um, You're towing the line there. Well, no, it's it's hard to maintain that. Like, <clears throat> you know, you do a big show or a big film, and that 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 money can set you up for a while. Whereas, like, doing all these smaller stuff, you got to hustle. And so, you know, it's not like I think it also depends uh, what you he's do. He's got with more it. money than we'll ever have, but it's not like he's not rolling in it. And yeah, but the, to but give it, up the 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 ability to make a lot more money just for the art is yeah. But money is like, look, you know. I think there's there's a there's a percentage of people that will always look at it as I could be making more money and that's the direction that I want to go in whatever direction takes me to the most money. But I genuinely genuinely if I can live nicely, I don't have to like live lavishly. Yeah, well, that's But if us. I that's can live but people. a lot but a lot of people still are like that. It's not everybody. You have yeah. your percentage of people that want more that want more that want more. And then you have a lot of uh, uh you have a lot of actors that are what we refer, would refer to as known unknown, right? And and they live modestly because it's about the work. I know he. It's. It, I mean, it was probably. It's a, not uh, lost on me that he's going to be doing a stage play, and I can't see it. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, it's. It, this was a quarantine movie too. I'm sure, but still. It, it's you know it's being able to to take part in something that you actually want to be in, and not because you have to have work and you need to maintain yeah. those finances is amazing that's every like every indie well, actor's that dream balance, right because you still you do have to pay bills you know? yeah you have to pay bills but it's like you don't have to be making five million dollars a movie yeah, yeah. to support yourself because yeah. you're like you know what i i don't have a fucking 32 million dollar brownstone because no. they don't but need you could, that if you take what he's what he's making and invest in crypto dump it all in crypto <laughs> crypto yeah that's where it should go <laughs> that went really well um you know, so I, I appreciate his work. Like, look, you know, I joke because he's pretty. He is. He is pretty. But he's he's an amazing actor. He's an amazing actor. He's one of my favorite actors. And pretty only goes so far. Yeah. And, like, I'm always completely invested in his performance. Yeah. Always invested in his performance. And I have to say, actually, that Margaret Qualley did really good she was really as good. well. Really, and really good. there was a it point, was like... A, like it was... A, it was I mean, we'll get into it, but it was like the performances in this film were like yeah. really amazing. Which is not easy to do because it's just two actors holding the entire film. You have to you have to have enough range and enough uh, um, layers in your performance to keep an audience entertained when you're the only one. They're not getting to see any. They're not even, they're not getting a change of location or anything. You know, so it's a, it's a lot of work as an as an actor. It's, really intimidating i would i feel if, if i had been offered something like that i'd be like i don't think i can do that um but i i'd say that she was doing uh she was doing well through the through the whole film and then you know being dancing and doing her whole thing or whatever and then showing that side of her but for me it was at the very end uh obviously spoilers because we review everything uh, at length um it was that moment on the bed yeah that she really went into another character. Yeah. And that was like to me that was where yeah, that, that yeah. the the performance really peaked there. And I thought that was the best part of it. It was a small part, but it was really effective. And the rest of it like I said was good of course, but it was it, it was just in that moment that was really impressive uh, in terms of a performance with uh, Chris Abbott, he has this really um He's got this puppy dog face, so he does that really well. But he also has, a, he, like in all of his movies, he has like this almost like uh, just kind of like snarky, kind of sarcastic humor that he, it's never it's never a lot. It's always like peppered in. Yeah. Um, but I always look forward to it because I'm like, he's probably going to do the thing he does. Like he was yeah. just like this, like it's very, very subtle comedic 
aspect to his characters. Um, yeah, he he does. He he can go from he can do he can be in the middle of a very dramatic scene and do something funny and it still plays well. Like yeah, he because he's he's committed to it. So whatever it whatever it is, it's believable. So it, it works. Um, yeah, it's it, to me the the I love the tone of the film, look of the film. It was shot well, beautifully, you know, directed well, performances off the charts. Um, I just. I guess because I'm not, I obviously don't know much about the that world, and so the 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 leaving and coming back, leaving and coming back, and the whole thing kind of was like, and and one moment they felt this way and they were very passionate about it, and the next minute they didn't, and it was flipped and rever- and so I'm so like, so do you want me to ex- so like, do you none, want me to explain none, it none to you the, as a the, creative? Well, none, of, but but <laughs> it kind of lost a little bit of of. Um, well, they had to keep them there. That's the thing well, is that she couldn't there, actually but, leave, so they had to keep bringing her. But they had to get, you know, give yeah, a reason but, to keep but bringing her like back. But it felt like they were all right. She's how is she going to end up back in that place now? You know, kind of well, expected it. But but my my broader point is, you start not really believing in any of the threats because one minute they'll make a threat, oh, I'll kill this person. The next minute they're. I don't think you were supposed whatever. to. That's the thing is that look, it's but, an, but it's her an open, reaction was like, oh shit, all right, he can, an, and I'm, I'm out of here. Because they're both getting something out of it, and it's an open-ended film. It's up to interpretation sure. whether yeah. you feel this, that, yeah. or the other thing. Um, I thought for a second that this was actually potentially flipped, and that she had been the one hiring him the whole time, but it didn't go that way. Um, my perception of it was that the entire thing was a performance. Hmm. This was all scripted. The thing was that it wasn't a lie, in my, in, my, in my opinion, it wasn't a lie that she was also getting something out of it. So I yeah. don't think that she was faking her emotions. Those were real. She was getting just as much of it out of, it, out of that as he was. But I think the entire thing was meant to be a performance. He wanted her to take him up and down the emotional roller coaster to get him to that point at the end where he had to be okay with who he was. That was the whole goal of it. Was that he yeah, kept then are you to he kept the facade the through the whole thing. Are you to believe the ending? The ending is open for interpretation. There is no actual ending. You know, it's it's what you think it could be. I think well, it seems that a bit the, of a cop out. I think that the this. ending is too um literal to be the truth i think yeah. the goal was to get him to that point where he could say i don't want to do this anymore i don't need to be in that position and then offering her everything was kind of playful i think he was doing that to say to her i got there yeah what if i made you the ceo and i was your slave and all of that stuff i don't know that that's actually literal like that he intentionally right plans to sign everything over to her but the, the goal just, was to get him to a point where he didn't need it anymore well, and that was yeah but they did introduce moments like alexander called and she answered and you know had this conversation you know you're gonna cry i'm not gonna pick up the phone anymore so there was they wanted to add legitimacy to some of the stuff that was going on yeah. but if everything was a play like who how do you determine what was part of the play well, and what wasn't i think one would assume that everything with with I don't I don't think that because the whole thing was a play that she didn't mean what she was saying about her life. Yeah, that was true because she was in it just as much as he was. But I felt like the whole thing was supposed to be uh, a test on take just running, running, putting him through the ringer emotionally to get him to a place where he could finally in the end realize he didn't need to be this person. Uh, But I do think that the whole thing was 
staged, tying her up and all the stuff and the thing with the camera and, and all of that. I think all of that was part of it. Mm. It was all part of it. He was too he was too meticulous in what he liked for it not to be for yeah. me personally. Um, but those little open ended things like some people love that some people don't. I just still think that overall, even if you you take that question out of it, the performances were great. Yeah. It was a really, really uh, uh, well made film. I don't know what the budget was for it. I should have looked that up. I tried looking up. I couldn't find oh. it. It made half a million at the box office. I know that. All right. Well, I mean, I I, I really cost, I'd be surprised if it cost more than that. I really enjoyed it. You, well, you'd be surprised. You know how yeah. many things we've been like? There's no way that costs more, and it, and it did very much so. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just uh, not just because it's Chris Abbott. I just I trust. It's like he's like Jordan Peele with me. I trust what he chooses. Mm-hmm. I trust whatever films or anything that he involves himself in. It's usually great. Yeah. So um, I'll I'll be there for the next one. I, you know, see you there. And and with Margaret Qualley, actually, it uh, you know she she kind of gained a fan with me. I'm sure mm-hmm. you know her life is complete now that that's happened. But yeah. um, I think I, I you know I just kind of always looked at her as I mean obviously she's always going to be like Andy McDowell's kid. But I didn't look at her that way. To me, she was always the girl from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and that's how I always just thought of her. Like oh, there's mm-hmm. that girl from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, and now it's like seeing this, all these sides of her, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm, I'm interested to see what she does next. Yeah. Yeah. That role could have easily been overshadowed by someone like Chris's performance. Yeah. She held her own, but she, she really kind of made that her own and was like, Hey, I'm fucking good too. And I'm in this scene and yeah. wasn't afraid to go to go toe to toe with him. And it was like amazing to see, you know, I didn't really feel like they were, battling for to steal the scenes they were just playing their parts and playing Mm -hmm. the fuck out of them and it was great to watch well said sir that's what i do (laughs) now on to another film that i was very excited to see Mm -hmm. listen you win some you lose some that's what they say yeah that's what they say they do say that yeah that's a thing that they say i've heard it i can confirm that this is in fact a saying Mm -hmm. and um I am a massive Fincher fan. Yeah. He's in my top five. Mm-hmm. He's way up there. Um, my favorite Fincher movie is one that a lot of people like arc and it's Panic Room. Yeah. You know, that's not what everybody says. Of course, I love Seven. Everybody loves Seven. But the amount of times I've seen that movie already, yeah. although I've seen Panic Room a couple times, just just couple, just couple times. Yeah. But I've def- definitely seen seven more. Um, seven more of them? Then. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. Um, it's... Uh, so, you know, and obviously that's not his only movie that, that I like, but that was that's like my top movie, I guess. Like when I yeah. think of Fincher, I'm just like that. Mo- that's the movie that I'm like, I wish I'd made that. Although Seven's up there too, actually. They're all, you know. It's not the Social Network. No. Social Network's definitely not one of my favorites. Um, you could pick out a Fincher film though by the aesthetic. 100%. Yeah. 100%. And that's what I love so much about I him. I appreciate that. I always appreciate beautiful that. beautiful aesthetic. Um, so Reminis the man DP. will always give you recognizable editing. Yeah, and yeah. cinematography and grading. Um, so this was starring Michael Fassbender, and uh, there was a little part for uh, Tilda Swinton had like a yeah. almost like a cameo, I guess you'd yeah. say. So right here, right up, shot right up. Yeah, here. Shot, shot like 25, 30 minutes from us. Um, Charles Charles Parnell was in it as well. Um, he had a bit of a part, uh, and this was written by Alexis Noland, um, and this is based on the graphic novel series. Mm-hmm. And then um, you had Andrew. Yeah, apparently there's a whole. Yeah. It's a Luke, whole thing. Uh, Jacqueline? 
Chakaman, uh, Chakaman, I want to say, uh, also was, I think, the illustrator. And then Andrew Kevin Walker wrote the screenplay for it. Um, and uh, so, like, naturally, I was excited for this. And, and just so you know, uh, Andrew wrote, uh, wrote Seven as well. So he's worked with him before. Mm -hmm. um, I was really excited for this. I didn't watch a lot of the trailer. Right. Because I was like, I don't want to. Yeah, I, 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 I don't want to. I saw a little bit and I just went, like, I saw the thing. I was like, Fastbender, Fincher, I'm in. I'm done. I'll wait till it comes out. Yeah. Um. So, to be fair, I thought I was going to be watching a completely different movie. Yeah. Totally different movie. What did you think it was going to be? I thought this was going to be following this dude, like, actually, just like one after another. Yeah. Um. And I was really hoping I was going to get a killer. that. Being the killer. Yeah. Like, uh, that's what I thought. And, you know, maybe egg on my face for, for not being creative enough. Yeah. And assuming that it would be... expectations going in. Assuming that it would be that straightforward. But for some reason, I did. Even though I didn't... I barely saw the trailer. I don't know why. It just my brain just went like to, oh, we're going to get, like, some, like, the house that Jack built, even though I didn't like that movie. Uh, but that kind of, like, serial killer, like, really kind of gruesome shit because he's known for that. Um... And it was not that kind of movie. So that's like no one's fault, right? It's just not what I thought it was going to be. Yep. Um, but I just did not love this movie. Mm. I thought it was... Uh, I'd probably watch The Social Network mm. over this. again. I wouldn't watch this again. I, don't, I wouldn't watch it again, but I feel like I liked it more than you did. Yeah, you did. <clears throat> um, I thought the... I thought the um, the narration was going to be annoying, but I, it didn't really bother me as much. I thought it was an interesting use of it because it wasn't like it was. It was just an interesting way to like get inside this person's head, and you know, it it wasn't really delivering an ex exposition. You know, it wasn't there as a crutch. You know, it was there as a tool, and and uh, I thought that was really interesting. I like the idea of this guy not being like some like the best killer like he, he's john wick or something you know like he's just just some guy that does this but were thing, we you know? not to believe that he had been prior to that moment i don't think so i don't he i mean he, he even seems says pretty freaking calculating for someone yeah, who's I not mean, that I, great i mean i assume everybody has to be in, in that scenario but i just feel like you know he even says it like i'm just uh you know i'm one of many people that do this you know yeah but i i would assume that you would have to hit you would have to be at a skill level to get to the point where you're just like you know, hiding sure. out in Paris somewhere, uh, uh, waiting to shoot somebody from afar. Sure. Um, and so I, it, to me, it sort of sent mixed signals there where it was mm -hmm. just like, is this guy supposed to be more competent than he actually is? Or did he actually just mess up? I mean, everybody has that moment, even a great person or would a great person have that moment because they're no longer yeah. great. Um, the narration, I didn't love, I didn't hate it. I know a lot of people Look, like... if you got rid of it, it wouldn't change my feeling on the film. Well, the, well, my thing is that I didn't feel like it added anything. Right. It wasn't like, oh, you know what? The narration was different, but it did this great thing. It's like, it did nothing really sure. for me because I actually, he said a lot of nothing. I guess that's the thing for me. He mm -hmm. said so many words and yet said nothing, said nothing. the yeah. entire film. Like, I don't, I, I didn't I really learn anything about him but i had to hear him flapping his gums about mm -hmm. himself for like an hour and a half or whatever it was and yeah. i was just like what is the narration see now a movie like gone girl that's a film where the narration was part of the movie now that was also a book mm -hmm. so that but this was a graphic novel so it's in the same boat where like you have this it translates very differently on on paper and so when you write that in a screenplay i think you have to be really clever in how you write that and I think Gone Girl, he did a great job. Well, not he, but you know that 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 was 
that was executed perfectly there. Mm-hmm. It was just the narr- na- narration was great. But I think also with him being so like monotone, it just started to feel like, you know, somebody yeah. was reading like a a, a, a book at me. Yeah, I get that. I mean, Not I, to I, me, but I at still, me because there was no it, like emotion saying, there. Yeah. So I was like, uh, this isn't really like it's not doing anything. Um, because in other words, like when when the narration part came in Gone Girl, you were learning shit. Yeah. You know, because you were like, oh, oh, oh. And here was like, oh, he's just talking. He's just still talking about stuff. Mm-hmm. What really lost me was that Jason Bourne moment that he had in his escape plan. I was like, what's oh, happening? Oh, that big dude? No. It, through the streets of Paris. He just oh, went yeah, like yeah. Jason Bourne mode. And I was like, what? It didn't fit. I don't, I, I felt like Jason I was Bourne watching shit. three different movies that just got smashed into one. Yeah. It was the the least Fincher-esque movie Probably, that yeah. he's ever made. And I'll just say this. I'm not mad at that because I think everybody has, they should be able to make something different. Yeah. You should be like, I, we think it's great that Fincher has a look and that we could pick his films out of a lineup. But he may not love that. He may be like, you know what? I'd like to make something that you wouldn't think that I made. Yeah. Although this wasn't it. We did know that you like made a this. a rom-com or something? <laughs> but, you know, I, I'm, I think that that creatives need to be able to do something different and if it fails it fails like whatever you know you should be able to do that i i no love lost for the fact that this movie didn't hit with me i still think he's a brilliant freaking director absolutely brilliant it's just this one didn't do it for me it was like missing it was missing everything that kind of pulls me into his work and it felt this felt like something he was part of Right. Like if you'd said he produced this or like heavily produced it, right. I'd be like, oh, no, no, I could definitely see that yeah. in the cinematography and the grading. But it felt like it was directed by somebody else. Yeah. I mean, for me, it was just like the plot was just kind of simple. Sure. Yeah. You know, but I but I loved the but there was so much about it that I liked. And I don't really I didn't really hate it because of the plot. Was simple. You had zero emotion through the entire time that we watched this movie. If you had asked me what I thought you thought of this movie, I would have thought that you'd say eh, it was all right. No, I like especially the scene. <laughs> you this, didn't say a word. Yeah. No. About it's liking one of those it. I'm so surprised. I had to re- reflect on it and like, you know, thinking about the, the scene that he has with the big dude, the fight scene. I loved that whole sequence. Of them I'm fighting to, it out. I'm trying in the, to go back. The, when, he, when he drugs the dog and then goes up into the... Yes. That scene was awesome. 100%. Like, it was, it, was, it was so, you know, it was visceral because they're fighting and they had a lot of like throwing people through shit, but not the like The choreography was really good. It was, it was really good and it was believable to me. Like I, I believed that, first of all, this dude is way bigger than Michael Fassbender, but there are circumstances when smaller dudes can beat bigger dudes, obviously. So, and I feel like they played that so well. Like... Michael Fassbender did get kind of his ass kicked in this, you know, a little bit, you know, so a little bit. And I love when that happens because it's it, it adds that realism to it, where he's not just going in there and, you know, doing karate just, chops, yeah, <laughs> just high kicking these people. He's not high yawing his yeah. way through um, through the film. And so well, another thing that that scene did was um, rarely it was really dark though. Yeah, but not not annoying. Yeah, but I mean, it was dark, but I've seen worse. But I was yeah. like, oh, they're doing the thing like, that everybody does now where you can barely say things. Um, but it, I've, I've certainly seen worse. But what this film did that I will say, aside that, that fight that fight scene was really good. I completely forgot about that. Mm. I totally forgot about that scene. And I was actually so excited when it was happening because I was like, yes, yeah. let's do Because he doesn't really do fight scenes like that. You know, no, He's, yeah. he never does stuff like that. So I was like, what the fuck is this? Um that was really well choreographed, but what that scene did that very few movies do is that it got me to jump. 
because I did not see that guy coming. Yeah. And we both <laughs> jumped out yeah. of our skins and we're like, oh shit. Did not realize that that guy was going to come flying out from behind him yeah. and scared the living shit out of me uh, for, for a hot second. And so like that, that I was really like impressed because I was like, I usually am like, I'm, you know, my spidey senses is, is mm -hmm. out when I'm watching these things and you always are the one to jump. And I was like, nope, they got me. They got yeah. me. Yeah, got I don't me. know. I, 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 think, I, I think I like it. You know, it's one of those things where it's like you watch it and, you know, we have, like I've had so much shit going on this past week. I've been so busy. It's like whatever. But like, you know, when I think back on it, I'm like, yeah, that was a good film. I really did enjoy that. It's been getting like great reviews and it's been doing well. So I'm glad to see that because I like Fincher. I've and not I not read to see... very good reviews about oh, really? it. really? Yeah. I've seen a couple that were like, this movie's doing so great. Blah, it, blah. it did really like it did well on letterboxd and i don't i mean obviously we're not going to take the things that happen on tiktok for like as you know professionals but very few people mm. liked it i haven't done a deep dive on it but i remember coming across a bunch of stuff i'm like wow this is on actually... that platform at least yeah uh, i don't know yeah uh, i i liked it a lot and uh i definitely liked it more than social network that's for sure mm. as much as i love me some andrew garfield but yeah. Well, I didn't love Social Network. I didn't. I don't know. I mean, I, okay, I guess I'll have to take my answer back in that I would watch this again because of the fight scene. Yeah. The fight scene and was they, very he good. He kept doing this thing where, um, and I'm trying, I was trying to think back if this was a common theme of his where, and I see, I mean, it's a trope that we see in a lot of movies, but he did it in this one a lot where you have a character and like you, you have like a close up of their face or something and they're just about to nod and then there's a sound and they wake up in that same position and it's day. It's the next day. I love that. Yeah. Even though it's used a lot, I do it is enjoy used it a lot. But I noticed that he did it a lot in this film. Yeah, this it's it's tough. Like I said, I I love that he made the movie. I love I love that the yeah. movie exists. Like it's like okay, cool. It's just it's it didn't really work for me, or it just wasn't what I thought it was going to be. It's tough when you go in thinking you're getting one thing and then you get another because you're kind of like in the mood for one thing and mm -hmm. then you're like, oh, this isn't this isn't what I was gonna get. Yeah. Um, and it's not necessarily bad. It's just like. I don't, you know what yeah, I mean? Sure. I didn't have the taste buds. They weren't warmed up for this. Yeah. And uh, so now I'm just kind of like, uh, I don't know. Uh, mm. um, but yeah, it just wasn't, it just, it just, you know, it was okay for me. Right. I'd say like I'd give it like a B minus. Yeah, that could be plus. There's just so much that worked in it for me. And I know the plot kind of being simple is like not, but it's like, I think that, with a plot that is fair, it's just like, you know, he made a mistake and then he's got to fix it, you know, whatever. Um, I guess you could boil any plot down like that. But, you know, it's, 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 uh, I, I think they did a lot with it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I also kind of wondered, like, what, what's, what was the plan if the guy came in with the mail? Yeah. yeah. I mean, he didn't, but he was like was ready to of, shoot the guy down. And I was like, to, hmm. to, uh, tech, tech, tech companies. There was like the, we work place that he was in that was empty because <laughs> yeah. they're like going out of business or whatever and then there was like a lot of shout outs to like i think like uber or like there was something else that we were oh was no like, what Jesus. was it there was something that we were like well those people yeah got, like, oh god what was it i don't it? know if he as a, if he did that like purposefully or if that was like an actual thing where they're like we'll give you you know 200 grand if you put this in, in i this cannot room. for the life of me think of what it is there was a specific company that came yeah. i mean he had like mcdonald's from the jump yeah yeah um, but there was a, there was another one that came up several times that we were like, hi, sponsorship. Like what's going on here? Yeah. It was so displaced, yeah. uh, for, for his types of movies, I guess. Yeah, the McDonald's thing was weird too. It was just like, it was pretty egregious. 
10 grams of, and I understand in other countries it's a little bit better, but still. I think it was like, and again, I can't really, I can't really put too much of this on him because it is a graphic novel. So that is probably the character. I've not read the graphic novel, so I don't, I can't mm-hmm. speak for how close to the true, you know, how true that is to the character. Yeah. Um, but it's like, it's like, I, I guess I'm, I'm over stereotypically edgy hit people. Yeah. Like, of course, this guy would or- order a McMuffin and then not eat the bread. And yeah. then he would just like. You gotta be quirky in some just, way. Like, raw like dogging. Super neat or like yeah. something. You know? Yeah. Like, I, I mean, it's like, was it necessary for him to raw dog yeah. a, a bunless McMuffin? Like, yeah. was that absolutely necessary? And I think Are that. Are men that meticulous? <laughs> with know, with, like with their carbs? Life? Yeah. Apparently. You gotta be able to run, sir. Yeah. You have to be in stealth mode and you cannot be bogged down by a load of, of carbs. Yeah. Um, I just like that for me was like a little like uh, it was kind of a little corny, you know, because you see it. There's always somebody that's got like that thing, you know, and they're like, they're a quirky hit person. Where in like reality, I imagine hit people are just fucking scary. Yeah. You know, they're just fucking this is what they do. They kill people for a living. I don't think they have time to worry about how many push ups they do or yoga. And by the way, I caught that the person doing yoga was in no way Michael Fassbender. That guy's face looked completely different. I feel like it was. You think it was? Yeah. His face did not look anything like his face to me. And every time it went to a close-up, he'd put his hand up by his face. So that all you'd see is his palm in focus and his face out of focus. And mm. I was like, that's interesting because his face doesn't look the same to me well, at all. I'll ask him. You should ask him when you hang out next time. Um, but I guess like that kind of thing. So it's just like, ugh. it's so tempting to do, right? Because it's funny. Yeah. But then it starts to sort of make them seem, I don't take them as seriously. Then when you have Leon. Yeah. Although Leon's quirk was milk. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but that's more but a not as quirk yeah. Exactly you know. what I'm saying. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't like egregious. It wasn't like yeah, an egregious yeah. quirk. It was it just like it he liked a milk. Trope. It was just yeah. He liked milk, but he was a hitman in the way that you're a hitman. He was a you know he he had not in touch with his emotions. He didn't want to be. He didn't want to take this girl in because he didn't want to be responsible for her. He didn't want to care for anybody, and you know he was still taking her on hits, which is a horrible thing to do with a child. So there was, you know, I, I don't know. I just say, I, I kind of like, nah, I don't love when, when I don't like my hit people too quirky. Sure. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. But that's just me. That's just my, that's my taste. That's, those are my two pennies. Um, I don't know what's going on next week. It's, you know, we got Thanksgiving mm-hmm. coming. So things are ugh, so crazy. And uh, so, I don't know. We'll figure it out. Is mm-hmm. anything coming out? Thanksgiving-ish? I don't know. Better question. Is anything coming out this Christmas? I feel like we have not had... Christmas always used to have... There was always like something coming out, you know, that you were like, it's coming out on Christmas. And we're not getting that. I feel like the past... You could go see Marvels, but that's going to work. Not in those uh, uh, uncomfortable Not in regular seats. What, are you crazy? Um, No, but Christmas time, there's usually something that I'm always really looking forward to. And I feel like not been... Was there wasn't a strike on. going on last year or the year before that. Mm, I don't know. It's just they're nobody's going to the movies anymore. No, they're not. But I, I like, I liked going to the movies on Christmas morning because yeah. we don't do Christmas family Christmas things. We are, we're we're like super quiet, so yeah. I like to just like, you know, get up and eat my cinnamon rolls and then go to a movie uh, or we'll maybe go to a movie on Christmas Eve or something. But I just like to see a movie around Christmas, and yeah. I don't feel like anything. Nothing's jumping out at me. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. I can't think of anything that 
that is coming out that like we should see really yeah i don't know and you know and that's the thing is like oh, there's that aquaman i know you're dying to see that let me tell you something <laughs> i want i'd like for you to look at me i'm not watching that in the theater no. i'm not you're not doing that to me i will not there's even, no way yeah, there's no I way i would see that in the i i can't i can't <laughs> I just, although i thought it got pushed back i thought he said it got they need to push that back though. another 40 years and then throw it out i don't i i can't i i, I can't sit through aquaman yeah no nothing I mean, I've never seen Aquaman, Aquaman is, in the theater, is, is thank the goodness. It's the big thing that they, they think will make a bu bunch of money. That's sad. Uh, Wonka is coming no, out. No, absolutely um, not. And then you have uh, Napoleon. No, that's Silent that's going to be that's free on Apple. <laughs> Go to the movies for that. And can we just talk about the fact that everyone in Napoleon has British accents or American accents? And it's like, hello, yeah. we're in France. The Iron Claw. Yeah. Um... I will probably want to watch it, but that like that's not like yay! It's coming out on yeah. Christmas. It's just like uh, I would stream that. I don't know that. I'd go, I don't know that I'd haul buns the to the Girls theater. Remake, all that, yeah, no, I'm good. That's coming out. I, I don't know that I'd haul buns to to the theater for for Iron Claw. I do want to see that, but yeah. um, all right. I guess yeah. it's going to be another sad holiday. Thanks, yeah. guys. Um, shout out Mograph. Mograph. And, uh, you know, join us next week where things will be happening. We don't know what those things are, but no we can't wait to see you then. Yep. Bye. Bye-bye.